The following episode has some strong themes and deals with abuse, domestic violence and addiction. Remember to take care of yourself. And if you need to talk to someone, you can give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14. I'm Verity Firth and this is Uniform, Season 2 of All Things Equal. Last episode, you heard from students at Key College. They had just graduated Year 10. Now I've got a job and I'm living back at home with Mum and, like, the school helps me. If you haven't listened to the last episode, it's not essential, but I really recommend that you go back and have a listen. Their story will give you a little more background on the students of Key College. This episode, we will dive a little deeper speaking with some of the teachers and staff that make it all happen. Our producer, Nina Kopel, has the story. But before we get into it, a couple of things. Firstly, tweet us using the hashtag AllThingsEqual. We want to hear your thoughts, stories and ideas. Secondly, we want to respect the privacy of the students in this episode, so we'll be using pseudonyms. And thirdly, a language warning. There are a couple of strong words in this episode. Like, what happened? Why did things not work out at mainstream schools? This is our producer, Miles, and he's speaking to Hannah, one of the students at Key College. Um, because mainstream schools, like, a lot of the teachers didn't really care about you personally. All they cared about was the work and not really your surroundings. And they weren't really fair. And if you didn't get something done, they'll put you back in detention and they'll just really punish you for things that, Like, you don't do wrong, but they're not happy with, kind of thing. Did you spend a lot of time in detention? Yes, I did. (laughs) It was really bad. I got in trouble a lot. And, yeah, it was over stupid things. And, yeah, didn't really like because a lot of people were bullies and just didn't really care about you and they cared about their soul, basically. How did that make you feel? Like, uh, make me feel really self-conscious and just not great, and that I didn't like feel like I didn't fit in. But in the end, I stood up for myself and had a mouth, so I opened it. And then, yeah, I was like, I was just like, yeah, everyone, like, I had no fear. I was just like, brush everything away. I was just going through a lot of homelessness and um, just a lot of heartache and family issues, and it was just causing me. Like, just a lot of trauma that I just couldn't put up with. I went through, like, a lot of drug use. And I kind of told myself there was no hope. Was it hard for you to do your schoolwork and stuff at that time? Yeah, I didn't didn't really pass any of my subjects back in mainstream. It's kind of really just not with a blank mindset. And, yeah, no, I've passed everything and I'm happy. Like, never thought I could actually get that far and do something good Mm. and feel proud of myself. School is supposed to be a safe place. Somewhere you can go if your home life gets a bit rocky. But if you feel isolated at school unwelcome or unsafe. 
Where are you supposed to go if you also feel unsafe at home? The history of Key College is to be working with young people who really are in crisis. This is Jo. She's a teacher and school manager at Key College. If it's their housing or their home life, it might be a relationship that they're in that is really unhealthy, that's really tanked everything else. Um, drug and alcohol dependence, just any of those things, but they're generally, yeah, quite extreme. Key College is an independent high school run by Youth Off the Streets, a charity organisation that helps youth at risk or experiencing homelessness. Uh, Yeah, they're at an extreme point in their life where a lot of things are going wrong. Yeah, the young people quite often have had big gaps in their education, whether that be through suspension or, you know, non-attendance, being expelled. And I've found that a lot of the time that's a byproduct of what's going on for them in their home life. This is Ben Cook, another teacher at Key College, and he says that teachers at mainstream schools don't always know the best way to help young people who are going through a lot at home. I think sometimes those kids, they get mistaken as they don't want to be at school and they don't really get checked out for what are the reasons why they're not there. I just felt like I was pathetic. I was um, not worth it. Why should I even bother? So (laughs) I just just didn't want to go to school (laughs) or I'd leave earlier. I'd rock up at like one (laughs) to go to my favourite class. Yeah, commerce (laughs) is my favourite. This is Sophie, another student from Key, telling Miles her story. Well, let me know if uh, you don't want to talk about anything or if I'm asking questions you don't want to respond to, please. Like, if you don't want to talk about it, then that we just won't. Okay. Uh, yeah. that sound, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, Cool. Yeah. It seems like such a shitty way for, like, a high schooler to feel. And I feel like the the school should make you feel welcome, right? Like, yeah. what Ugh. what about the mainstream school made you feel like that way? There's just so much going on, so many people... You can't connect with them in, like at all. They're just they're just different people, you know, that you see every day. They don't care about you. They don't care what's going on. They don't care how you're feeling. They're just there to teach you, right? They don't they don't care. If something's going on and you can't focus, they just have a go at you for not focusing, but they don't know the reason why you're not focusing or they just think you're a bad student or whatever, you know? But they don't know what's going on. They can't you can't connect with them. Do you feel like they f- saw you as a problem? I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I think they saw me as someone that didn't care about school, someone that didn't put any effort into anything. Just the girl sitting in the back of the classroom, just doing nothing. You know, head against the the desk. You know, oh, when is this over? Yeah. We heard this a lot from the students we interviewed. That school made them feel lost and alone until they found a sense of community at Key College. That's just part of our humanity and and part of existing is this idea of being able to belong and being able to connect to different people. This is Jo again, a teacher at Key College. 
I think that if you have lived on the margins, which a lot of these young people have um, been pushed into the margins, whether that's through what they can access socially or economically, or whether that's because of identities that people have placed on them that they had no control over, um, they need to be, I guess, be able to connect with lots of different types of community. Key students are encouraged to form relationships with the people around them, from bus drivers to the coffee shop owner down the road. We have two 84-year-old volunteers who come here every week and the young people love them and they want to feel connected to them and they want to give them a hug and they want to listen to their stories and they care if they're sick, you know, one week. So all of that is so important to, to the normal, I guess, things that people are connected to. But students also get an immediate network of people with similar life experiences to them. And they say that a lot, like, people here know what I've gone through. They understand me. Um, They were removed from their families as well and put into care. Or they had um, domestic violence in their family as well. It's important that they connect with other people who've experienced their life. Well, so talk to me about how that's helped with your education. Like, do you feel like your work is getting better, your grades getting better? My grades, I shit you not, they were like E's and D's. They're all like B's and like I got an A in math. This is Sophie again. That's like amazing, you know, and it's all because it's the different environment. It's all about the environment. It's not about like me being stupid or whatever and me not caring. I, I care. I can't. Because, like, I don't know, I feel I feel safe, I feel wanted. And when things do go down at home, Sophie has people she can ask for help. There was um, a fight going on with my mum and her boyfriend. They, I wasn't there, I was at my place. But my sister, she, she's texting me on Instagram. She was like, I need help. Um... I want to get out of here. They're they they're screaming at each other. My mum my mum fell pregnant to a a very young boy. He's about twenty one or twenty two. So you know, it's a big issue. You know. <laughs> so um, when I found that out, I was angry about that, and also like I didn't didn't want her to be there as that was happening. So I went to go get her. She lives in Bankstown, and then I was like, I called Joe. I called Key, and I was like, Joe. I need to go, I need help. I need to take my sister somewhere. I need to get her. And she got, and Joe was like, just come here, take, bring your sister here. It's fine. Honestly, it's fine. That happened, you know, I took her to school. Everything was fine, you know. She, she was welcomed. Uh, she, we got her food. She was helping her, she was helping Joe. All was good, you know. If you're ever in need, like, if you need to, like, take someone there, you can, like, Yeah, so that happened. Key College is dynamic and adaptable. It has to be. Things come up for these young people all the time and the staff are there to respond. If something were to happen and you tell them, they'd act upon it straight away. Like if you were in need of something, they would would go buy whatever you need or if you needed someone to talk to about something that happened at home, they would listen to you, you know. They They have a psychologist there. You know, she's she's lovely, Hannah. She's awesome. Um, yeah, if you need anything, you know, they'll they'll. I 
if you don't have food, they'll go buy you food for your place. If you need to get your license, they'll pay for your license. They'll pay for driving lessons. They'll pay for fucking whatever you need. That's not going to happen at a, a mainstream school. No way. If you need something, then tough. For me, getting my license was something I took for granted. But it's the people who need one the most that can find it the hardest to get one. That's going to lock you out of certain jobs. That's going to mean that you can't get to certain places, you know, in a quick and easy way. That's going to make that mean that, you know, traveling under all sorts of conditions is just more difficult. And you just also don't get that cool life achievement of learning how to drive or passing your driver's test or whatever it might be. And Key College doesn't just help financially. It helps with the bureaucratic nightmare that is filling out a government form for the first time. Uh, Similarly, if you want to get on Centrelink payments because you don't actually have access to any money, then getting ID, getting a bank account, getting your tax file number, all of that are really important steps before you can access Centrelink um, and before you can actually get some payments that will help you top up your Opal card if that's what you need to do or get some food on the weekend because there's no food at home, you know, buy a new top to wear to school because that makes you feel more confident and is going to help you walk through the door, whatever it might be that everyone spends their money on. You know, young people need to be able to spend money on that as well. And if no one else is giving it to them, then they need to work out how to get it. Assisting with these life skills is all part of the package at Key. Because how can you be ready to learn if you're not ready for life? Like once I got into a routine of knowing that I was going to go there and I was going to eat and I was going, you know, I could get a jumper if I needed to or I could brush my teeth if I needed to, um, I think it really calmed me and it really, um, like, yeah, been, like it really put, put me in the mood to being able to learn. This is Claudia. She told Miles that before Key, things were pretty rough. Could you tell me a little bit about maybe why you weren't, didn't complete your 10 before you came to Key? Um, last year I was battling a little bit with homelessness and domestic violence. Um, so school wasn't really the first thing on my mind and I was in mainstream school last year, but, um, they weren't really helping me like in with the support that I needed. Like they knew that I was getting abused and, and that, but they didn't like, they kind of just looked at me as if, um, like, I could handle it myself and they kind of got like the bigger authorities like the police to get involved even though that wasn't really necessary and it um yeah really just messed things around for me so I kind of just stopped going. How did it make you feel when that mainstream school kind of like you said like they weren't really listening to you? Yeah no they kind of um like I I've always had to deal with counsellors and that and I absolutely hate Um, mainstream school counsellors because they kind of just look at you like they kind of I don't know like they don't expect children to live like this like to live under like in the poverty or to live with abuse like they kind of expect everyone to have like that normal like family and that normal um you know you go home every day and you you know it's loved and you get dinner and you get fed and you know you don't have to deal with abuse but um like it's a lot I believe that it's a lot different now like but uh, five years ago when I was in mainstream school they were they kind of just yeah they freaked out a little bit and then that freaked me out because they were the adults and they I thought that they were supposed to be safe and who I was supposed to go to and they couldn't really help me so um yeah that really kind of put yeah that really kind of put a bad like outlook on 
just schools and teachers for me. And I imagine, I, I mean, I don't know, but it's probably a pretty hard thing to communicate. So, yeah, like, did you find it hard to communicate with your teachers and, like, that these, these, these things that were happening in your life? Yeah, 100%. Like, um, with the big classes that we had, and there was, um, like, 1,100 girls at this school. There was a lot of us, and... Um, you know, the classes were really big and, yeah, you'd have one-on-one time with your teacher, but it it wasn't too... It was like, you know how, like, how when you have those teacher and student boundaries, it always kind of sticks like that. Like, with key, like, it kind of steps onto another level, like, not too personal, but it steps into another level to kind of hear more about, you know when you come to school if you're angry or frustrated for some reason instead of the at my mainstream teacher going okay you can do the work like an alternative teacher like at key would go well, what's up what happened to make you feel like this maybe you need to just chill out for a minute and then come back to it when you're ready like I think that's why I never really fit and like I never really worked out at mainstream school because they always force you to concentrate and they force you to do it when your mind and everything's like on another it's in another different world in mainstream schools classes can have a ratio of 30 students to one teacher which can be hard for the teacher but also hard for students A lot of young people say that there's too many people there, um, that it's too too much for perhaps their anxiety in regards to just being around that many people. This is Joe again, a teacher at Key College, talking about mainstream schools and just how overwhelming they can be. They can't connect with anyone because there are so many people there. So I think that's a huge issue for them. If they do get themselves along, then it's kind of overwhelming to be in a class of 30 or it's overwhelming to be in an assembly hall with you know 200 people plus people at a time so just the the sheer numbers is difficult I think a lot of young people are affected by trauma so that means that the way they react to certain situations just does not suit a classroom of 30 other young people and one adult and teacher at Key College, there's a ratio of six students to one teacher, which is sometimes exactly what students need. A bit of extra support just for year 10 to get back on their feet. Now I think if I had to go back to a mainstream school, I think if I ever wanted to do year 11 and 12 that I would go back to a mainstream school because I think Key has actually given me the confidence to do that. This is Claudia again. And the confidence to like realize that I don't really care even if I was sitting in a class of 30 kids I'm not afraid now to like ask the teacher for help I think that connection feeling happy here feeling safe here that is definitely success at key college success comes in different shapes and sizes it might be something that society views as very successful like going to university and that certainly has happened for some people who have gone here And it might be being able to have a full-time job and being able to have permanent housing. We want that for everyone because it will allow them access into other parts of society and allow them to experience things that they should be able to experience and entitled to experience. But I guess that doesn't mean that that's like the end goal because if they're doing university but they still don't have a grip on their mental health um, and what it means to be 
you know, in a healthy relationship, then that's probably no good. So I think their own sense of self and their own connection to other people is more important to what we're doing here than those like outward markers of success. Sometime after we did all these interviews, we checked in with Jo to see how all the students are doing. She said that all the students featured in this episode are still studying. Some are in year 10 and 11, and some are studying at TAFE, doing things like childcare, community services, and music. Most currently have a safe place to live. One is currently homeless. There's so many young people who have come through here who have done amazing things, but there's also young people who have struggled and who continue to struggle, but I think they're just as good because they have the resilience to keep keep fighting um, and they keep coming in here looking for help um, and they're willing to take help and for whatever reason they have their ups and downs, but they're still, they haven't given up. And I think that's just as amazing as that young person who's, you know, keeps keeps going. There's always hope, never give up. Um... Have faith in yourself. <laughs> this is Hannah again talking to Miles. Like it was hard, right? Like doing all this. Like I mean, it's really difficult. Um, yeah, I don't think I could actually do it. <laughs> but you did. Yeah, I did. You did. Like so, it's great. All right, perfect. I really loved this episode. I really loved learning um, about Key College, which I actually didn't know much about before I heard their story. And to listen to the stories of those young people and how alone and isolated they felt in a mainstream environment and how genuinely supported they feel at Key, I think was just quite magical. I think for me, it made me realise how much I took for granted during my education experience that I had family who could help me and resources if they couldn't help me to find help elsewhere. Um, So it really made me think. But I'm wondering from your experience and your time in education, are there enough places like this? Yeah, well, I think... As you can probably tell from one of the um, interviews, one of the teachers talked about how they had a one to six ratio, like so one teacher for six children so or young people. So no, there aren't many places like Key because that is a really big resource, right? So the one of the things that we were always facing um, as educators was how do you provide a myriad of options for young people in education so that there is options that can meet different people's needs. And in a mainstream environment, how are you able to provide better supports? So there's been a long-standing debate around the role of school counsellors. You know, as, as one of the young people said, oh, my God, my school counsellor freaked out, let alone, you know, she herself was feeling under pressure. So also making sure we have social workers in schools as well. But at the end of the day, for some students... A mainstream environment really just isn't going to be enough for them, right? And it's not the mainstream environment's fault. You know, there's a whole lot of hardworking, dedicated teachers. It's simply that some of these young people just need that little bit extra. So, yes, it's an ongoing issue. How do you make sure that you have the funding, both through government sources and also potentially through philanthropic sources to make sure that these opportunities are available? I'm glad you brought that up because I think in this series we're talking to people who 
don't fit into mainstream systems and it's so easy to forget that there are amazing people doing amazing work in the mainstream and we didn't necessarily talk to all those people but they're there and we definitely shouldn't forget that. Absolutely. Every day there is, you know, there is actual magic happening, you know, in classrooms every day in mainstream environments. And for a lot of students, even students with issues, the mainstream does work for them, you know. They do find a really great teacher who takes them under their wing. They do have a counsellor or a social worker. They are being looked after. It just doesn't work all the time. And if we want to have a society that's genuinely committed to equal access and equality of opportunity and all of those things, we need to make sure that we provide other sorts of opportunities for those students that that slip through the net. But slipping through the net is one thing. What happens when mainstream schools won't let you in to begin with? She said he's got special needs, he needs to be with his own kind and he needs to be treated specially. His own kind? (laughs) next time on All Things Equal. You've been listening to All Things Equal, a collaboration between the Centre for Social Justice and Inclusion at the University of Technology, Sydney, and 2SER 107.3. This podcast is produced by Miles Herbert, Ollie Henderson and Nina Copel. Marketing and Communications by Olivia Stanley, And a big thanks to Laura Oxley from the Centre. This podcast was made on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation, whose elders have been telling stories here since time immemorial. If you like the show, don't forget to hit subscribe and maybe give us a review so that other people can find us. Stay in the loop by finding us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Verity Firth. Thanks for listening.